Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. Hey, um, I've just got a story to tell you because my husband put some of this on. Those of you that have seen my husband's posts on Facebook and stuff will have heard his side of the story. I just need to clarify something that happened this week. <laughs> so we, um, we were at the Hilton in Brisbane because we'd been having some meetings there and we were about to get into the elevator to go down and meet some people to go out for tea. So we walk up to the lifts in the foyer and there's these guys standing in front of the lift. So we just sort of stand back a bit and I'm like, oh, I'll wait for the next one because that's the type of person I am. It's like I don't get into people's space. Unlike somebody else in my life, (laughs) you know that Lee will talk to anyone. Anyway, so these guys get in the lift and I go, oh, it's okay. I'll wait for the next one. And they're like, no, come in, hop in. I'm like, okay. So I get in the lift, right? Just imagine that this is the doors here, right? This is me with my head down at the doors, okay? Because this is what I do when I'm in a small lift with strange men, okay? So I'm here with my head down, just minding my own business. And then Lee's over here and I hear, oh, hello, pleased to meet you. My name's Lee, right? (laughs) So I'm just keeping my head down like this because this is what I do, right? Keep me out of it. And then my lovely husband says, and this is my wife, Carly. So I had to turn around, didn't I? I couldn't not turn around. So I turn around. It's the prime minister. (laughs) It's the the prime minister, Mr. Anthony Albanese. And I was so embarrassed because I just had my back to him. I'd been ignoring him the whole time because I didn't see that he was there. So I had to go, I'm so sorry. I didn't see that you were standing there. (laughs) Like the lift was literally about this big. (laughs) And then I got out of the lift as fast as I could get. (laughs) And I ran this way and let them go. And then it was like, oh, it's just hilarious. Sorry. These type of things happen to Lee everywhere we go. This is not an this is not an unusual occurrence, right? He's introduced me to two prime ministers as so far. Um, uh, and you know, a few premiers and things. It's like I'm sure this is going to happen again. But anyway, I just wanted to share that little story with you. Thanks, babes. I really wanted you to highlight me in the lift <laughs> to the prime minister. <laughs> so, what we're doing today is we are launching off a new sermon series. And it's called Hearts on Fire. And it really is following our theme that we've been following here at church all year, which is just pressing into God, believing that he can set our hearts on fire, looking at keeping our hearts on the boil, looking at what we can do to be on fire for him and to be pressing into him more. And so we're going to start this series, which is now going to continue over the next little while, looking at People in the Bible that had a God encounter, that there was a before and they had a God encounter and how things were different afterwards. And today we're going to look at Samuel. Samuel, and you can find that, you can follow along in the Bible app or you can turn in your Bibles with me if you've got your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 3 
And I'm going to start reading from verse 1. Now, if you've been around church for a while, you will have heard this before, but some of you mightn't have, so I'm just going to read it. And this is what it says. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. <laughs> now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak. For your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, and they go on to have a conversation, just skipping over to verse 19 now. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. God had a plan for Samuel's life. We see there the summary of how God outworked that plan. But that plan started with this incident in chapter 3. There was a before and there was a God encounter and there was an after. God equipped Samuel and anointed him and put him in a position of leadership and authority and he spoke the words of God to his nation. God outworked his purposes in Samuel's life. But we see that that was possible because Samuel had a listening heart. A listening heart. And that's what I want to talk about today. We all need a listening heart. So I want to ask the question, have you heard God speak to you? Now, I'm not talking about an audible voice. I've never heard the audible voice of God myself. Most people that are Jesus followers have not heard an audible voice of God. When we talk about have you heard God speak, it's that heart speaking. It's really hard to describe, but it's that, that sense internally that God's saying something to you, that stirring in your heart, that awakening in your heart. So have you heard God speak? Have you heard him? Have you felt him stirring your heart? You know, your answer might be not yet, just like it says of Samuel in this passage. Now, Samuel didn't yet know the Lord. So God was calling him, 
But Samuel didn't realize that it was God because he didn't yet have a relationship with God. Samuel, though, had all the external things right, all the things that we would think would help us to hear from God. Samuel had those in place. He had a mother that prayed for him. He had a mother that said, this is the child that God's given me, the gift of God that I'm going to give back to him and he's going to serve God all the days of his life. He, he was in the house of God. He was doing all the things. He was probably lying there at night and his job was to make sure that the lamp didn't go out overnight because that lamp in the house of the Lord had to be burning all the time. So Samuel is in the house of God, serving the house of God. He's been dedicated to God by his mother. He's recognized as actually a miracle baby, you know, the gift of God. Samuel had everything that we would think you would need in place to hear from God. But he hadn't heard from God yet because his mother could not hear from God for him, right? Eli could not hear from God for Samuel. We have to hear God speak ourselves. Somebody else cannot do that for us. It has to be our choice to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It's our choice. It's our choice. Somebody else can't make that choice for us. And so Samuel needed to choose to say himself out of his own mouth, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And those aren't magic words, right? It's, that's a heart posture, right? Samuel had to choose to say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm receptive. I'm posturing my heart to hear what you want to say. Speak to me. And that one heart posture was the pivot point between not yet, I haven't heard God speaking to me yet, to a life transformed, a life equipped, a life empowered to be all that God had destined for him to be. That heart posture, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Samuel had to make that choice for himself. So, you know, you might be in the room today and you might say, well, that's where I'm at. Not yet. I haven't really heard God's, you know, I don't know. I sort of maybe sort of maybe know what you're talking about, but I haven't. I wouldn't say that I had heard God speak to me. You know, um, we, we often can sense, though, a stirring in our heart, even if we can't sense God speaking to us. We can feel a drawing. We can feel an attraction to the things of God. We, it's like a, God first starts to stir a hunger in our hearts. It's like he starts to bring us awake just a little bit. And there's something, there might be something stirring in your heart where it's like, I don't really even know if this God stuff is all true or not, but I just seem to need to get to church sometimes. And I just seemed to need to like, feel the life here and to, to come and to feel like I'm getting an infusion of hope and there's just something here that's drawing me. You know, that is God stirring in your heart. And you might say, well, not yet have I heard him speak, but any time you've got an opportunity to say to him, okay, God, I'm going to posture my heart. I'm going to say, God, if you're real and if you want to speak to me, here I am, God, speak to me. We can all say that, but that, that prayer is the pivot moment between the not yet and the transformation. And God wants to transform your life. He loves you. He is calling to you. He wants to do something in your life. All he's waiting for is for you to say, okay, God, 
do your stuff. My heart is open to you. I'm going to posture my heart to receive what you want to do. And you know, when you feel your heart stirring, it could be because of the pain and the challenge in your life. They can be great stirrers of our hearts. They can be great preparers of the ground for what God's trying to do. Don't, don't, it doesn't have to look the same for everybody, but if you sort of sense that something, you've got an opportunity to say, okay, God, speak to me. I'm listening. What do you want to do in my life? So we ask the question, have you heard God speak? You might say, not yet. You also might say, well, I'm not really sure. Maybe, but I'm not sure. You know, Samuel wasn't sure. God was calling to him and he kept running to Eli because he thought it was Eli speaking to him. Sometimes that's what happens with our pain, right? Our pain is like prodding at us and we run to the other things to try and fix our pain and we don't realize that actually God's using that pain as a mechanism to get out the attention of our heart, we might not be sure that it's God speaking, but that's normal. This was normal. Samuel didn't have a clue. And I think the Bible's trying to say that's okay. It's okay for us to not be sure if it's God or not. It's okay for us to not be sure. You know, so many other voices are speaking to us all the time. The voices of our culture, right? The voices of the media, the news, all that stuff just... It's not necessarily the words that are said, but it's the attitude that's spread around. And it's the, you know, it feels quite dark sometimes when you're looking at the news and you're looking at all that stuff. That can speak to our heart, right? It can speak death to our heart, not life, right? We can be speaking, think, uh, the, the voice in our own head can be what we think is God, right? That sometimes the fears and the anxieties and the stresses and the worries, you know, we can think, hey, you're useless, you're hopeless, right? We can think that that's God speaking to us. You're a loser. You even did that thing again this week, right? But I want to say to you that we can recognize the voice of God because the voice of God sounds like what Jesus would sound like. And Jesus never says to us, you're hopeless, you're worthless, you're useless. He never. He says, I love you. I know your name. I'm calling you. I want to bring you to life. I'm not speaking death onto you. I want to bring you to life. I'm offering you an opportunity. I'm drawing you to my heart. That's what Jesus sounds like. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You know, even um, for the woman that was caught in adultery and they dragged her to Jesus and said, Jesus, sort her out. What did he say to her? He said, I don't condemn you. Now go and sin no more. See, go and sin no more is different to you're hopeless, you're worthless, you're no good. That's not the voice of God. So when we're not sure if it's God speaking or not, we put it through this one filter. Is that what Jesus would sound like? You know, Jesus, he loved ordinary people. He was a friend of sinners. Jesus had the problem with the religious people. Normal people, struggling people, broken people, everyday people. Jesus loved them and he loved to hang out with them and he loved to speak life and healing into their situation and he was all about saying, take my hand, step towards the light. So that's how you know if it's the voice of God. Does it sound like Jesus? That's how you know. And Samuel, 
he heard God call him by name, Samuel, 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 Samuel. Wouldn't that be awesome to hear the voice? Like that's God saying, I know you, I welcome you, I love you, you're special to me, your name is important to me, you're an individual. That's like to hear God call you by name. And you can posture your heart to say, today, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God, I've had all this stuff going on in my head and I've thought maybe that it was you. But now I realize that that's not what Jesus would sound like because that stuff's nasty and mean and dragging me down and that's not your voice. God, would you show me what your voice is? Would you speak your love to me? Would you call me by name? Would you lavish me in your love? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So have you heard the voice of God? Maybe not yet. Maybe not sure. Maybe not often. In this passage in verse 1, it says, In those days the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. Israel was desperately hungry to hear from God, but he just didn't seem to be speaking. You know, it's important for us to recognize the difference between old people, old, sorry, Old Testament people and New Testament people, which we are, right? In the Old Testament, before Jesus came and before he said, I'm going, but I'm going to give you some, something that's even better. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. Before that pivotal moment in history, the Holy Spirit would come and anoint special people at special times for special jobs. But that was here and maybe there and maybe another 50 years down the track. It was not for everybody and it wasn't all the time and so there were seasons in Israel's life where it felt like God wasn't speaking at all and he the word of the Lord was rare I want to say as New Testament Christians now that Jesus said hey I'm giving you something that's better for every follower of Jesus, we've give, been given the gift of the Holy Spirit who lives inside us to be our helper, our comfort, our advocate, right? We are not alone and he never goes away. And we don't have to wait for the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord for a Christian should not be a rare thing. It should not be rare to hear from God. It should be your often experience. It should be happening throughout your weeks and throughout your day. And you just have that sense of God's presence as you're spending time with him, as you put on some worship music, as you come to church, as you press in with him, as you minister to somebody else. Those are all times where you should be able to sense the presence of God. You can sense his wisdom. He's giving you the words to say. He's giving you the prayers to pray. The word of the, God, of the Lord should not be rare for a Christian so why does it happen then that we can feel like that's true for us that the word of the Lord is rare there's not much happening I feel like I've been stuck in the desert forever and ever that God's somehow gone away you know we can feel like that but that's not the truth of what's happening that's not the reality because God is always with us and he's always speaking the problem is our listening. You know, Samuel says in this prayer, Speak, Lord, your servant 
is listening. Servant for the Christian is one of the most important words in that prayer. Because hearing from God, if it's not followed by our obedience, produces no fruit. So for those of you in the room, and I'm not, right, I'm not trying to slam you today, but if you feel like the word of the Lord is rare in your life, if you feel like it's really hard to hear from God, if you feel like it's been years or decades since you've heard from God and you're a Jesus follower, right? You love him. You're serving him. Then the question to now ask is, what he said to me, have I obeyed it? Have I done it? Because if he's asked you to do something and you haven't done it, right, what more is there to say? He's waiting. And particularly around the areas of offence and forgiveness, right, this is the biggest one. Offence and forgiveness are the blockage that stop you from hearing from God and experiencing his presence if you allow that to sit and fester in your life. So the question is, what has he said to you? that he's waiting for you to obey. Because if we say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. A servant is the one who obeys the master. The servant is the one who got up and ran to Eli. Samuel did every time he thought it was Eli calling him, like he responded and he did what needed to be done straight there. And so this, for, for those of us in the room who are Christians and we feel like it's been a long time since we've heard from God, I want you to consider this. Have you obeyed what God has asked you to do? Because if we can hear and if we can obey, it will unblock the blockage, right, that is developed in your life. And that obedience is the key that will unlock the door. And all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I'm hearing from God again. I'm sensing his presence. He's doing some stuff in my heart. He's cleaned out the cobwebs. This is what he wants to do. But that obedience, obedience is the key to hearing him speak. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12, Jesus said, ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a heart, uh, sorry, give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you, to those who ask him? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God always answers that prayer. Speak, Lord. I'm posturing my heart. God, I'm hungry for what you want to do in my life. I'm desperate for you, God. Things have not been going well when I've been working to my plan. God, I feel dry. I feel dusty. I feel like it's been so long. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Ask, and it will be given to you, Jesus said. Seek, and you will find. You know, they left us this great house over here from the musical, so you know I love a bit of an of a illustration, so I'm just going to use the house for a minute, <laughs> and Cindy Lee's going to come back up in a sec. You know, we all know the verse um, in Revelation chapter 3, um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says. If anyone opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. We know that verse, and it's true, right? If we here in our house and we can sense God knocking on the door we open the door Jesus will come in to our brokenness 
and he will eat with us. He will presence himself and his peace with us. He'll do his work in our heart. But I also want us to think about it this way this morning. What if I'm in the house, excuse me for a sec. Oh, I'm falling over. I'm in the house. Okay, what if I'm in the house and I sense Jesus calling my name? Hey, Carly, Carly, Carly. And I'm like, I just don't know if that's really God. I'm hungry for him to do something. Maybe it is him. What if I open the door? And what if I were to answer his call and step out of my brokenness and step out of my old life and step into this whole new world and the fullness that he offers? What if I were to step towards him and let him rearrange everything about my life. How amazing would that be to be in a spacious place, to be in a lush meadow, a green pasture? How amazing would that be? That's what God wants to offer you when he's calling your name. And the one thing, the one heart posture for your heart that might feel like a dead heart, to be set on fire, to be a vibrant passionate, living, breathing, excited, worshipping heart. The one heart posture that we need is this one. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Do you want to we hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.